Hello, and welcome back to the Nourish with Purpose podcast. It's Bailey. I'm an anti-inflammatory focused holistic health and nutrition coach. I work with women to decrease inflammation and heal their relationship with food. And I created this podcast to really just bring an emphasis towards nourishing your mind, body, and spirit, which I really think if you focus on all three of those and have good health in all three of those, you've reached ultimate wellness. And that's just what I talk about. I hope you're having the best Wednesday or whenever you're listening to this episode. I am so grateful for you and genuinely so grateful that you're here and listening. Before you do anything, I want you to go ahead and leave a rating or review if you haven't yet on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a review, go ahead and screenshot it and send it to me because you're getting entered into something good. I don't know what it is yet. I can't tell you what it is, but I want to get some ratings, not ratings. I want to get some reviews. Those are the most fun to watch and to actually get a reaction of in feedback of what you're loving about the podcast. It's just so fun. So go ahead and do that. If you do it, send it my way because you're getting entered into something. Like I said, don't know what, but I promise it'll be worth it. You should also send this episode to a friend or family member that you would love to listen to this episode because I don't know about you, but stress is a topic that I come back to often. And I think a lot of that comes from what I do as a job, right? I work with women to decrease inflammation. Well, what's the cause of inflammation? Stress, right? Stress could be in our mind. It can really manifests itself into our body, which is what leads to a lot of health issues is actually stress. And when you're chronically stressed, you're going to notice that you're chronically ill or you just don't feel good, right? There's seasons where we maybe have more stress, seasons when we have less. But I want to talk a lot about or talk today a lot about what you can do, what you can do right now to help with stress because I talk about it a lot and it's something I deal with a lot and I struggle with myself. So I'm not saying it's easy and I'm not saying I've made this, I've perfected this in any sense, but I just think it's something that we really kind of brush over, right? We're a society that loves to be busy and loves to tell other people how busy we are, which is leading to a chronically stressed society, I would argue, right? If you think about it, when you ask anybody how they're doing, they're like, oh, I'm doing really good, just super busy, just super busy. Well, why are we all so busy, right? Are we not doing what we need to do to make sure we're mentally clear so we can physically show up and be present with people? What is that for you? So if you know somebody that would love to listen to this, send it their way. We're going to start by the catch up of today's episode. I'm trying to think what I've got going on. I just ate a fat bowl of ice cream, so that is, I'm in a good mood from that. I always have a bowl of ice cream after my supper. That is just the one meal of the day when I have a dessert or something sweet. And I think a lot of the times people don't think that I eat sweets, maybe like with what I do with anti-inflammatory food, we don't think that desserts are like a category of that or that you need to like limit them. I definitely don't 
eat them after every single meal, right? Supper is my main meal where I would have a dessert, but at the same time, I don't restrict it. And that is like the beautiful part of intuitive eating, mindful eating, and having a balanced plate. Not saying ice cream should be your main meal, and I would by no means say you should eat ice cream first. Um, Although yes, dessert first is like a common phrase, I would argue make sure you've gotten enough protein, number one. You've gotten a fibrous fruit or vegetable, a healthy carb, not a healthy carb, a healthy fat, and a starchy carb. You've had your balanced meal. You're still hungry afterwards. Please enjoy that heckin' bowl of ice cream or dessert, whatever it is. I think we live we live in fear sometimes that if we eat one thing, it's going to cause like a spiral effect of not being able to stop. But just practicing that mindful eating around it, put it in a bowl. Don't eat it out of the carton right? Put it in a bowl or wait 10 minutes after you eat. See if you're really hungry. Drink some water, then have your ice cream or whatever it is. Just something that I've implemented and I will never take out of my routine because I love it. It's like, okay, clock hits, whatever. It's usually about seven o'clock, having my bowl of ice cream. Um, Okay, besides that tangent, but otherwise we are renovating our kitchen. The saga continues. I'm not going to talk about it too much, but that, I I don't know. I keep saying, oh yeah, it'll be done, you know, the end of this week, and by golly, probably won't be, but at the same time, it's okay. I have grown to know and love my little makeshift kitchen, and I will be just fine. The only thing is when I want to bake something, and I can't. Like this last week, I had so many rotting bananas, not rotting, but like black bananas. And I wanted to make some muffins with them. And I just was like, I don't want to go through the effort of making the batter here, bringing it to my parents to bake, yada, yada. Just a little bit of a hassle, but it's okay. It's okay. We're positive. It's, you know, a month, we're a month out, if not more. At this point, I've gotten very comfortable and it's okay. With that, along with that, oh, something else I've been doing, and I'm going to talk about this in further on in the episode too, but is learning, taking one day out of my week solely to learn. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, stress came up because today I've had a headache all day long, and I know it's a stress headache. They come on randomly. Sometimes I don't know why. Sometimes I do. Um today it's because my alarm went off six times and I didn't get out of bed. That would probably be why. And then I wake up feeling like my whole day is rushed and already I'm three steps behind and then it's just like a spiral, right? Yeah. So that was probably what caused today. But with um, stress, okay, so when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about what I've been doing since the new year to minimize my own stress. And there are a few things that I've been doing. And this kind of goes into how I'm nourishing my mind, body, and spirit. So we're just going to lump that segment in to this because really what I've been doing is dedicating that one day only to learning. And I know I'm in a unique position, right, with not working a nine to five or eight to five job five days a week. But I really think if you want to find time in your day, one day, to set aside just to learn, I think you could. And it doesn't mean your whole day has to be dedicated to doing that. But what I've done is I bought an herbalism class. It's um, 
The Home Apothecary by Jill Rath, I believe, of Whispering Willow Farms. And she did it with another gal. She put together a program all about herbalism. And I think it's kind of like the segue that comes with holistic health. So if you're not interested in learning more about holistic health, you just like to learn from people. I would guess the people you're learning from have gone down a similar route where you first get really, really into exercise and that's all you care about. You want to eat really well, not even eat really well, but eat really high protein. You just want to get super strong. And then you kind of get burnt out with exercise and you're like, yeah, like I'm exercising every day, but I don't feel good. Like I'm still bloated. I'm still constipated. I still have acne. There's something not going going right in my system. Or you sustain an injury and then you're in chronic pain, right? So you kind of go from that to diving into food. So you really track what you what you eat. For me, it got to a point where it wasn't super healthy tracking, but nonetheless, I was very aware of what I was consuming, the meals I was making, making sure they're balanced, making sure I had protein, that the ingredients weren't funky or weird. And then from there, I got more into supplements and low-impact exercise and managing stress, like all of the things that encompass your whole body, right? I started being very body-specific, right, with the exercise and then the food, and then I just started like morphing into a full-body like focus. And that started when I got, I mean, I had gotten certified as a personal trainer, and then I got certified as an integrative health, holistic health coach. And that is kind of where I took a full body approach. And it was like, oh, I can't just care about what I'm eating, but about the toothpaste that I'm using, about the lotion I'm using on my body, the things I'm cooking with, the oils that I'm cooking with, like how high of temperature can they get? How heat resistant are they? Just all of like those little things that you don't really think about when you're so focused on your body, right? When you focus on then what can I do for my physical body that's also impacting my mind, in my spirit. And that's why, again, I say true wellness is when you have a balance in all three. And it's really hard to get a balance in all three. My mindset is typically the one area that's really lacking sometimes because managing stress is hard. But now as I've gone on this journey, right, I focus on food, I focus on anti-inflammatory living. That's like my big thing. With that, I've also realized how many herbs and spices there are that we've been given at such a low cost, or we've been given that you could grow in your backyard, you could grow in a pot in your house, and it would be so beneficial for your health, right? We talk about anti-inflammatory herbs and spices. So holy basil, nettle, garlic, ginger, cinnamon. I mean, those, those are all spices and herbs black pepper that you could add in to any meal and it's it's really going to then be benefiting your health and for me a lot of the times I would hear people say yeah it's benefiting your health and I was like I trust that I mean it totally makes sense but I want to know how it's benefiting my health so what with setting aside a day just to learn I've been taking this course and it's really cool because they take you through all of the systems of the body right? The lymphatic system. And then about how that herb is benefiting your lymphatic system or leading to better lymphatic drainage or movement or getting rid of the buildup that can come in that lymphatic system, right? So if we think of like our nodes, so like kind of like that armpit area would be an example. We can have buildup of lymph 
So how can we kind of like flush that out of our system through massage techniques, through herbs and spices and and learning how to make these herbs and spices? I obviously have just totally geeked out on this. And so what I've done though with doing that is felt so much more at peace because I know what I'm learning, although yes, it's benefiting my health, it's benefiting the health of my family, I also know that a lot of these things I can be growing in my garden this summer. And then I can use those and give them to family. I can make tinctures, I can make salves, I can make tea blends to give to other people if they're into that, right? Not everybody's into that. I'm not much a tea tea drinker myself, but I'm getting there. And I actually just ordered a tea blend from some organic um, shop in California and I'm just really excited about it, obviously. And I think when you find something that like makes you so excited to talk about, it's so fun. There's this herb that is supposed to be really good for arthritis or like spurts of arthritis. So um, like rheumatoid arthritis or my dad struggles and I can't think of what it's called, but with a type of arthritis where it just kind of like comes in flares. And so with that there's an herb like a tea blend you could make or a tincture where it's supposed to help like decrease the inflammation in your body and make your body feel cool and a lot of the times too we think like okay this is total you know eh, like fluff like are we really sure and the gal that i follow who talks about herbalism she's like well does coffee make you poop in the morning And I mean, you can't really argue that like most people. Yeah, easily. And so it's like, well, yeah, if that's like a diuretic, right? And it's doing something in your body. Why do you think an herb wouldn't? And I really got into that too, because sometimes with clients, there's only so much you can do with uh, with the use of food, right? And so sometimes you have to add in like herbs or supplements. And a lot of the time, like these supplements that we're buying or even medications that you're buying have been formulated to mimic that of a plant, right? You think about taking melatonin. So I don't know everything about how they make melatonin, but if you're trying to get like a natural man-made melatonin, it usually comes from like the penile gland of an animal. And so that's, you know, they've got natural and then synthetic man-made. Um, natural would come from the penal gland of an animal. Otherwise, honestly, not sure how they make it. But if you want like a natural form of melatonin, you could just take chamomile and you could have a tea or a tincture and that will put you to sleep, right? It calms your body down. Same with lavender, calms your body down. And so it's just like little swaps that you can make like that. And I'm, I'm just going on a rant here, I guess I'm kind of getting to. What I'm just really trying to emphasize is find something that you're passionate about that you could sit here on a podcast and talk about for eight minutes and not shut up about it, right? Because like I had said, this benefits more than just me and it's less of a stressor in my life to think like, okay, every evening I need to squeeze in 30 minutes of learning. I need to listen to a podcast. I need to read a book or I just noticed I never, ever did that and So when it came to like reading a book, I told myself, okay, for 20 minutes a day, I'm going to read a book that is educational and it's going to improve my knowledge. And I'm going to do some research. Did I ever do that? Like maybe once a week. So I'm like, okay, if I'm only doing that once a week, why not dedicate one day of my week to learning? And it's just been really fun to explore that and explore something that I 
didn't know much about. I'm still learning so much about. By no means an expert. And uh, that's just really fun for me. Because when we get out of school, we really like view education or learning as, you know, you're going to learn all of these things, cram it in your brain, regurgitate it on a test, and then hope to goodness that when you get into the real world, you will be put in a situation similar to that or that you'll remember it or recall it. But when you become an adult, not an adult, but when you get out of college, you start to realize like you don't feel nearly as fulfilled when you're not learning or you're not being challenged. At least that's how it is for me, right? I am challenged at my job, but at the same time, so much of what I do, like it comes from my brain. Like I don't have guidelines, specific guidelines I have to follow that, you know, like a nurse would, right? That's a pretty like, you need to do things in the right order, the right way, or something not so good could happen. For me, that's not the case. So I just want to constantly be learning so I can best support the clients that I'm working with every day. And so I'm like, okay, if I can just take this one day, dedicate it to learning instead of thinking I need to squeeze in 20 minutes each day because it's not happening, I just think I'll be a lot happier. And I am. You know, it's just, it's very rewarding to learn and then be able to like put it into a real world setting which is why when I look for things to learn and really like dive into, I want to make sure it's something that aligns with me. Either it aligns with my business or it aligns with my hobbies, which is like sourdough and gardening and, uh, you know, making my own products. Like this week I made my own tallow cream. Like, am I insane? Probably. But am I going to do it anyway? Yes. So I did some grass-fed tallow, melted that down, did some castor oil and frankincense, which because frankincense is good for removing like dark spots, scarring, and it's supposed to be like really good for aging, like an anti-aging oil. So I did that. Like these things that I do, they're my hobbies. I love it. It's a little nutty probably to most people, but if you're listening to this, hopefully we're either on the same wavelength or you've accepted that this is just me. Um, but outside of that, again, you want to find something that fits in those categories, like something that either fits with you, your hobbies, or what you want to do one day. I have a client who's really interested in photography and videography. And so on our call, we talk about your whole body, right? Mind, body, spirit. So it came up, you know, that she's passionate about doing that. And so it was like, well, what could you be learning from? Who could you be learning from? You know, when could you squeeze that in, in the day? You know, if you're, if you do better taking 30 minutes a day to learn, awesome. You know, like, what are your resources? And so talking through that, it's like, it's just fun to look into something that you don't know much about, is all I'm saying. And so that's made me really happy. And I think this year has been very, which I mean, is okay, what time? It's the 17th of, well, 16th and I'm recording this, 17th when you're listening, of January. So I'm probably getting ahead of myself here. But this year, I've really been trying to categorize my days. And this, in return, has helped my stress levels so, so much because I know, okay, my Monday is dedicated towards creating content. So everything I share on either Instagram or email or TikTok, that is all being created on Monday for the most part, right? I So if I'm not feeling it, I'll make it happen the rest of the week, but squeezing that in, not squeezing it in, dedicating a whole day to that, okay? And then, and doing like the back-end business stuff, that's 
I mean, a, a huge chunk of what I do that I guess I just don't really factor in is like the emails, getting back to clients, messaging clients and and all of that stuff I'm doing every day. But and then it's like my Tuesday through Thursday, I've got client calls and they're pretty packed in there. But I like it that way because I'm in that mindset of coaching. I'm not in the mindset of, okay, I need to get on email and check this and this and this. And then my brain flips to making some sourdough. And then I'm in the kitchen doing this. And then my brain flips to going and walking on the treadmill and editing a video. And then, you know, like when your brain is in 600 different locations, it is so frustrating and it's so overwhelming. And so I categorize those days when I'm meeting with clients. And then my Friday is my day dedicated towards learning. So I take that whole day to learn. And a lot of it is business related. Again, I'm taking this herbalism class. It's a Pilates class I'm also taking. You know, all of these, like, I don't know, educational pieces where I'm like improving my business at the same time, but I'm also improving my self value, I guess, or I don't know how I should say that. I'm just like building my self esteem also by just learning. And so then I've categorized that my weekends are usually pretty open, but I just have found that that works so well for me this year. And it's made me just feel so much better going into the week, knowing what to expect versus like, okay, it's a Monday morning and do I have a call at 8 a.m.? You know, did I throw one in there? Do I have a call at 6.30 p.m. on Friday? Like I needed more structure and I'm somebody who functions really well with structure. So if you are very similar to me, then I think that might be a good habit for you to implement or even just outside of work, right? What are you going to dedicate your time towards? I know, again, I have a unique situation. Not everybody can take a whole day to just learn. And I'm very grateful that I get to, you know, have the opportunity to have three days of the week that are really full. But then I'm bookending them with days where I'm dedicating towards my business, dedicating towards learning, And with that, you know, I just think you might find a lot more mental clarity because your brain is just not bouncing back and forth. Another thing that I've started to implement this year to help with stress is just letting things happen how they're meant to happen. I probably started last year really well with this and then summer came and I know I've shared this before, but like when it comes to getting clients, like one-on-one clients, it's really slow from June until August. Very, very slow. And I spent all summer fretting over that, right? I was still working with clients. What I should have been doing is appreciating the clients I was working with and not stressing about getting more clients or reaching out to people or whatever I thought was being helpful was just causing more stress. And so... This year, I'm just really trying to make an active effort to let things happen how they're meant to, right? When it comes to business things, oh, you're working with a client, they and you know they wrap up, they graduate the program, awesome, you send them on their way, and then you don't get a client to fill their spot, you know what? That's okay. Sometimes that's just how it is. And it re- it's removing the pressure for me to be always wanting more. And I think it's just really exhausting when we're not actually being present in our lives and understanding like the things we're doing, the changes we're making, the people we're helping is worth something. 
right? Instead of getting so caught up in wanting the next biggest and best thing, and this could go for anything in life, right? Just appreciate what you have. And it sounds so simple, but I'm so bad at it. I really am. I'm so bad at it because I think, okay, if I get comfortable, it means I'm not working hard enough. If you gave me 24 hours in a day to sit at my desk and work, I would fill all 24 hours. But that's not healthy. That's not normal. That's not good for my mental health. That's not good for my stress levels. So there has to be a point where you just are grateful for what you have. And that doesn't mean you're grateful and then you sit back and just, oh yeah, home dum we'll just see whatever happens. But you're grateful and you actively take a step forward each day. You don't run a marathon each day. You just take a step. And for me, realizing that and even thinking like forward for the summer. I had a garden last year and I don't really think I spent the time out there that I wanted to because I was so worried about building a business, getting client, blah, 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 whatever. All of that, it it like stole the joy that I had of it being warm outside and me being able to have a garden for the first time. And so this year, I'm just approaching it a little bit differently. I'm going a little bit larger scale on the garden. I'm doing some different things that align with my hobby, which I'm not talking about. I'm not sharing about because I obviously some things have to be private and it's not like it's a huge secret. It's just things that I don't want to not live up to what I'm going to do this summer and then have told people what I'm doing. Anywho, long story short, I just want to be able to dedicate my time this summer to working in my garden, working with clients that I have and not being so stressed about not not having enough, right? Enjoying the things that I have. And I don't know, this might be like a fun activity that we could do together. And I'm really just coming up with this on the fly. But I want you to just, we're going to do mindfulness practice, okay? So I want you to sit at your desk or lay down or be in a comfortable position. And I want you to just go ahead and close your eyes. From here, I want you to breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. If you're driving, please do not have your eyes closed. Let's go ahead and take a deep breath again in through the nose and out through the mouth. Now I want you to try something called square breathing. And this is where you're going to breathe in or inhale for four seconds. You're going to hold that breath for four seconds. You're going to exhale for four seconds and then pause. So I'm going to walk you through this on this first one. So here we go. You're going to inhale for one, two, three, four. Hold for four, three, two, one. Exhale for one, two, three, four. And pause for four, three, two, one. Let's go ahead and do that together. We inhale and hold. We exhale and pause. Let's do that one more time. Go ahead and inhale and hold and exhale and pause. 
All right, now I want you to go ahead and open your eyes. And wherever you are, wherever you find yourself, I want you to just look around your space. And I want you, everything you see, I want you to say a form of gratitude to that thing. Okay, so I right now have my cell phone on my desk. I'm going to look at my phone and say, thank you for being a means of communication with the people that I don't get to see every day. Okay, so I want you to just take some time, find three to four objects and just show gratitude for that object or that thing that maybe you didn't have a year ago that now you do. Okay, so now after you've done that, I want you to think of yourself and I want you to think of four things about yourself that you're grateful for and this is going to feel uncomfy. It's probably not going to feel normal for most of us. For me, it definitely isn't, but I just want you to take again another about 10 seconds here and show gratitude for something about yourself that you love. Four things. Okay, last one we're going to do is I want you to show gratitude for the people around you or the things that have happened. So for example, I am going to show gratitude to my mom who lets me use her house and use her space to cook food because she knows that I love to do that. And I just want you to think of three people or three things that have happened in your life recently that you are so grateful for. Okay, so let's go ahead and finish this practice with a good deep breath again in through the nose and out through the mouth. Are you feeling so much more calm now? Because I definitely am. That is something I have to admit I don't do often, but I think it's so helpful to just be present. I'm somebody who's terrible at being present sometimes, right? We have our phones, we have thoughts that just wander. And so maybe for you, if you were sitting there and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't think of a single thing, then maybe implementing a gratitude practice in the morning and in the evening would be really helpful by writing things out. That's something I really love about the five minute journal is that it gives you prompts. And so it's like, okay, three things that I'm grateful for, three things that I would be super happy if that happened today. And then at the end of the day, it's like three things that went well. And I just think it's super helpful. I know I'm not somebody who meditates. I don't sit and meditate. I sit in prayer sometimes. But I think when we get so caught up in our minds or in comparison or something that's angering us that we don't show gratitude, we start to become really overwhelmed and frustrated and angry and bitter and again, I think that's all kind of a sign of stress. Um, even for me, like if I wake up in the morning and I scroll social media right away and I start comparing myself to other people and I don't give my brain a second to wake up 
and show gratitude for honestly waking up, which I know it might be super like cliche, but like gratitude for waking up in a warm house. It is so flipping cold here these days. Like to be able to wake up and be warm is a incredible blessing right now. And so it's even like those things of like just showing gratitude because then you're going to start realizing like whatever's stressing you out, it might not actually be that big. And I don't want to say that everything that stresses us out isn't a big deal because it is. Um, There's definitely moments in my life that have caused stress and for good reason, right? It was something really big and it was weighing on me. But with that, it's like maybe you start to realize, okay, whatever I'm stressed about every single day it's not not really worth my stress. And there's so many things that are going well that that one little stressor is not worth me pouring all of my negative energy into. So hopefully that practice was helpful. Something you can utilize for, you know, the next day, week, months, whatever. Um, I'll have that in the show notes of today's episode of like the time chunk that that practice was. So if you ever just want to like fast forward, do that practice with me and then you can wrap up the episode, um, that that's an option too. Along with this, I know I've kind of just been rambling maybe more about my own personal experiences with stress. I wanted to talk also about factors that are probably causing your stress that you might not know. And I'm going to round this all out with talking about supplements that I've been taking that I really love and foods that you could take that are calming to help with your stress level if you're similar to me, and this would be kind of along the lines of my stress, is I, before the new year, I felt the most unrelenting fatigue I've ever felt in my life. Nothing I did would give me energy. I was drained. I was exhausted. And honestly, I couldn't figure out the source other than my body was just having a stress response. And it could be because of something happening in my life that I wasn't really aware of or just things that may be built up over time. But I entered 2024 wanting to knock that out because nobody wants to just have so much exhaustion because their body is just in fight or flight all the time. We should have down moments. We should be able to produce melatonin at nighttime so we can sleep well. Like our bodies should really not be in fight or flight. Rarely, very rarely, honestly, we're not really living in a time period where we have to worry about huge tragedies just attacking us, right? And so regulating that nervous system is a very, very huge piece. And it's something I'm not an expert in, obviously, but I think supplements can be a huge piece of that. If you're eating a diet that is very nutrient-rich, whole food-focused, If you're finding time to move your body, if you're practicing gratitude and you're getting enough sleep and none of it's working, I'm going to talk about some supplements that I've been taking that have really helped. But let's go ahead and get into things that might be causing you stress that you're not really aware of. And these came, I have to admit, from personal experience because at one point or another in my life, these things have definitely happened. Number one, I've got 10 of them. Number one, you wake up and you scroll social media or get on your phone right away. I've said this once, I'll say it forever. You should see the sunlight before you see blue light. If you need to get blue light blockers because you're up that early in the morning, do it because I have a pair that I love and 
if I'm getting up early to work out and I know, okay, if I'm going to be on my phone, probably putting on a playlist or watching a YouTube video, I'm going to be on my phone before the sun is out. So I'm going to put on my blue light blockers and we're going to go walk on the treadmill. Okay. Sunlight before blue light. Number two, you sit at a desk all day and you don't make time to move your body. If you want to feel negative energy being pent up in your body, sit at a desk all day long under fluorescent lighting and never get up because our bodies were made to move. And I know this is like a typical saying, but a body in motion tends to stay in motion. A body at rest is going to stay at rest. If you're not making time to get up, stand up, stretch, do what you need to take those breaks in the middle of your day, I think you're going to be very, very stressed and overwhelmed. You can actually decrease a lot of your stress and release a lot of that stress by going for a walk, especially a walk outside. It's amazing what a 10 minute walk outside will do. And I think we probably all know that by now, but like how many of us are actually implementing it? It's like those little basic things that it's like, oh, if we just went back to that, if we just came back to all of these things we know we should be doing or could be doing and dedicated 10 minutes a day towards them, you could feel completely different. Okay, number three, you haven't identified your third place or you're feeling lonely. I heard about the third place from the Already Friends podcast, and it is a space outside of your home that you feel comfortable or that you have community. So like for me, um, historically, it's usually been like my home, church, and then what's that third place? Right now, I would say it's probably the exercise classes that I lead is my third place. I'm around people that I love. I'm around people that bring me good energy and I don't feel lonely. Every time I come back from exercise class, I'm in a much better mood because I spent time with other people and I have that third place. Number four, you don't have a spiritual practice or ritual. And this is one I will never ever claim to be perfect at, but I really try to read my Bible, read a chapter a day, and then do my Bible study. I'm trying to add in some more journaling with that. I really struggle journaling and just letting my thoughts flow. I also know if I don't have, if I don't wake up when I know I should wake up, my morning routine is going to be crammed and I'm going to rush through this part of my day. And I really, really notice it if I don't. And so that's something if you haven't developed one, I would really recommend if you have questions on what devotionals you should get. There's a few that I've done and loved, but honestly, open up your Bible, start in the New Testament, and just read. That has honestly been my favorite part of, or my favorite way to develop a spiritual practice. Number five, you scroll on your phone, watch TV, or listen to a podcast while you're eating. Now, this actually came to me because I was listening to a podcast today, and it was, it's called Pursuit of Wellness, and she had on Sal de Stefano, I believe is how you pronounce that. Anyway, he was talking about how many more calories you actually consume in a meal mindlessly because you are focused on something outside of yourself. And he gave this really interesting story of how he had a friend over and his friend had just closed his eyes and was kind of having his hand over his plate 
and all of a sudden then he just like opened his eyes and was eating his food and they're like oh I didn't know you know you were religious and he's like well I'm not but what I do is I just wanted to make sure that my body was ready to receive the food that I'm about to eat and that was kind of a far out example of what I view as just praying before a meal and showing gratitude for the food gratitude for the food gratitude for the person that made it gratitude for the person that grew it right just being grateful for not just the food but then all of the things that had happened and it comes back to that gratitude practice right are you grateful for things or are you i don't know it's kind of like that glass half empty glass half full type of scenario right are you always looking for the good in things or are you always looking for the bad and i think developing like a a prayer that you can do before you eat a meal is is really I don't know. I just think it's really cool. And I've actually gone out to lunch with some friends and a couple different instances where they're like, hey, can I pray over our meal? And it's something that I, I mean, you always feel better after doing, at least for me. And it's something with when I go out with other people, I guess I don't really think like, oh, we should pray before the meal. It's something I really just do when I'm at home. And so I think that's a really cool thing too, when you go out with other people and they pray over the food And then you notice, okay, our conversation is just going so well, or we just feel happy. Like, I don't think all of those things just happen. I think there's a lot of little things that we could do to just make us happier people in general, a less stressed population. Okay, number six, you're eating a standard American diet. And you knew I had, I had to throw this one in there because I preach kind of a whole foods focused diet, something anti-inflammatory not going to cause extra inflammation, which we talked about in the beginning of the episode. Stress leads to inflammation. Inflammation leads to stress. All forms of disease were caused by stress, some sort of stress. And so it's like, okay, we really should then be paying attention to how we're fueling our body. I know for one, when I was experiencing so much bloating and just feeling super uncomfortable, I was not a happy person. Whether or not things were going wonderful in my life, I wasn't happy because one, my gut health was so poor. And I actually talked about that on an episode with Emily. I can have that linked in the episode or in the description of today's episode too, where we talk about food that you should be eating for your mental health. And it's those different colors that affect different parts of your brain. It's super fascinating. But it's like if you're eating food that is physically and mentally not making you feel good and not nourishing your body, you're probably always going to feel stressed. Okay, I actually just thought of another one to go along with this. But you're drinking your coffee before you eat your food in the morning. If you've been following me for a while, you know I'm kind of a stickler on that one because if you're drinking coffee or any source of caffeine... Before you eat a balanced breakfast, you're probably going to be stressed the rest of the day, right? Cortisol is something it should be elevated in the morning. That's our stress hormone. It should be elevated in the morning, but you don't need to spike it and just like increase the amount of stress on your body by drinking caffeine right away. Eat a balanced breakfast and then enjoy your caffeine. I will never tell you not to drink your coffee because I love my coffee. Okay. Number seven, you aren't working a job you love or you don't have hobbies or community outside of work to focus on. I don't want to say that we all just need to love our jobs and have the most wonderful, magical days ever. 
because it's not the reality, right? Sometimes you are just working a job that you don't love because you need a paycheck. And I don't want to discredit that because that is something that is hard to do. I did that my entire first year out of college. I did two jobs, just absolutely miserable, hated. Of course, my mindset could have been so much better than it was then, but it wasn't. And still, when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it was just a hard time, right? I didn't feel like I was thriving. I didn't feel like I was doing what, I don't know, I had been felt called to do, right? It just didn't feel like it aligned with me. I didn't love the job, but I did it because I needed to make money and I wanted to have a job, right? And so I don't want to discredit those of you who are working a job you don't love because you need to, because that's incredible and you should be really proud of yourself for that. But along with that, then do you have a hobby outside of that that you love or a hobby that could become a job one day? Not that we need to monetize all of our hobbies, but like for me, I did health coaching on the side for a while before I actually did it full time, right? Could you dabble in something and then grow connections and grow relationships and then eventually that becomes your job? Just things for you to think about too is like, okay, do you have things outside of work that you can do to become really happy and kind of alleviate some of that stress? Okay, number eight, you're constipated. This kind of goes with eating a standard American diet. And I really have to talk about poop a lot because that's just typically a number one sign of inflammation in somebody's body is having issues going to the bathroom. So it's okay to talk about it. But that is definitely one that goes along with what you're eating, okay? It, there's a lot of truth behind the health of the, your gut is the health of your mind, okay? If you have poor gut health, and you're eating really not great foods, and you're not doing things to support your body, you're going to notice that your mood is affected by that because bad bacteria being built up in your gut can lead to constipation, which can lead to just feeling down, feeling depressed, feeling anxious and upset and stressed. And so that's a huge one. And don't take that lightly. It's not something that should be normalized. Um, is feeling that way because it's a sign that there's something else going on in your body that's probably not right. Number nine, you aren't spending time to learn weekly. I've already said I went on my little spiel that this has been a game changer for me and I would highly, highly encourage that you find something that you can immerse yourself into and learn about. Number 10, last one, you're avoiding what you need to do with what you think you need to do. And I want to explain this one because this is definitely me, is you make your to-do list for the day and it's about 600 different things that you need to do. And when you look at it, part of you feels really proud because you're like, wow, I must be super important if I have 600 things I need to do today. And then part of you looks at it and you're like, how the heck am I going to do 600 things today? I don't have any time in the day. And then whoo, here we go, spiral. Okay, so with that, it's like, If you could maybe come up with like three things that you need to do, like there's a time limit, you need to do those three things, three things that you want to do. So you get those three things done, three things you want to do, fill those in. And then three things that are like, they could be pushed to another day, but if I would happen to have extra time, I'm going to do those three things. So it's prioritizing three things, three things you can move towards after that. And then if you still have time, three things you can do after that. This is a system I've started to develop because, again, similar to my days that I need to compartmentalize what I'm doing each day, 
my mind kind of needs to do the same thing each day. Because I could come up, like I said, if I could work for 24 hours straight, I would and I would feel every second. But that's not necessarily being productive like we think it is. And it's just causing extra stress in all honesty. And so if you're able to prioritize what you actually need to do that day, when you look at your to-do list, you're going to feel so much better. You can take a deep breath knowing that not everything is a matter of life or death and you can relax and hopefully stress just a little bit less. Okay, so let's finish with the supplements that I started taking and I'm really just going to talk about two of them because they're the ones I've been taking the longest and I love them. I think they've been a game changer in how I feel. So again, like I said, if you're eating a good diet, you're getting good sleep, you're managing your emotions, you're practicing gratitude, you're doing all the things, you're drinking your water, and you're like, what is that missing puzzle piece? I personally view that as a sign that there is something my body is lacking, whether I know it or not, whether I think I'm getting it for my food or not, there's something my body is just not getting and I need it. That's what led me to these two supplements. The first one is magnesium citrate. And I started taking this before bed with a small glass of tart cherry juice, actually about like 30 minutes before bed. And I love it. I wake up feeling pretty rested. Um, I have really, really good sleep. I like that magnesium glycinate would work just as well. Magnesium glycinate or citrate, they're just different strands Overall, right, they're the same thing. Magnesium glycinate is a little bit more for like mood and memory and cognitive function, whereas magnesium citrate is more for like the relaxation, supporting your brain, your brain health. And so I take that before bed. Really, really have been loving that. I knew I was deficient in magnesium. And then I started taking the daily stress formula by Peer Encapsulations. And obviously, this is not sponsored because I don't want to share things just because I'm sharing them because I would get paid for them, you know, which just feels really grimy. Not that I think I'm at all at that status, but just wanted to let you know, this is not me pushing a product. Find what works for you. Find what works for your body. But the daily stress formula, when I tell you it's kind of changed my life, It absolutely has. And I actually messaged this brand. I'm like, yeah, you've changed my life. I need to write a bazillion reviews on you. But what it has is it has vitamin C, it has thiamine. But what I really loved is that it has um, chamomile, lemon balm, ashwagandha, baboka, which I honestly don't know what that is. It's um, some sort of leaf and herb. But what's really cool about this, it also has magnesium in it. It has folate, B12, B6. What I love about this is they've combined herbal remedies with vitamins and minerals. So I know like a women's multivitamin is going to have B6 and B12 and all the vitamins that you need to support your body. It has that plus it has those calming herbs. And I just think that that was a really cool twist on this supplement to have that with it. And I've noticed a significant difference if I take it versus if I don't. So that is the other one that I've been loving. So again, I don't say this to push a product. You don't need to buy anything. For me though, my body was just like, what is going on? 
I was so exhausted and I couldn't figure it out. And so I knew there had to be something missing. And I was taking zero supplements before this. That's why I say you don't need a supplement for months and months and months. I took none with the exception of putting like the reishi mushroom powder in my coffee. That was all I was doing. So I was really, really critically looking at what I could get to support my body. And I knew a daily stress formula plus with herbs and vitamins and minerals couldn't hurt and getting magnesium, which I think a lot of people are really taking now, which is super cool, is another thing that most people are very deficient in. So I wanted to see if that would help my body feel supported. And it did, which is just really cool. So something for you to think about, always, always make sure you do your own research, see what works best for your body. But if you're feeling an unrelenting fatigue, no, I've definitely been in your shoes. And if you need to talk about it, or you want to learn more about what I would recommend, you know, do like a basic evaluation of what you're doing and see if there's any gaps that I personally see. Um, I would be more than happy to talk to you about that too. All right. So let's just take a deep breath together to round this out. Go ahead and breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Okay. We're going to get into the prayer request section of the episode. I always close these episodes in prayer And I've been slacking a little bit on getting prayer requests, but I put something out today and I got some responses. So I wanted to read those. I really think it would be cool if we kept like a prayer journal and just had these prayer requests written in there, even for like the next week to be able to be praying over. So if you are just like wanting to do that, then I would recommend writing them down. I'm actually going to read them out loud first and then I'll close this episode in prayer. The first one was learning to let go of friendships and valuing my friends more than I feel valued. Finding direction on next steps. That my businesses thrives and grows. She works at a therapy office. And last one, my mom's current chemo treatment to be successful come March. So all very different, but all heavy. And I know those can feel very stressful kind of on theme with today's episode, right? All of those things that we just think about every day or are maybe worries of ours. And let's just go ahead, close this episode in prayer, and then you can get on with the rest of your day. So dear Lord, just thank you so much for the person listening to this episode and the gift that they are. And that I just pray that they truly feel that, that they truly feel valued. I just ask that whatever stress is weighing them down or feeling super heavy right now is just alleviated. That changes happen, that need to, or habits change and form that allow them to feel supported and encouraged and less overwhelmed with everything happening around them. Lord, I just ask that you would be with the people who are looking for just some guidance on the next steps that they should be taking in life and that when they do take those next steps that they just feel supported and that their businesses can thrive and grow how you have intended them to grow and that they just continue to live out that mission and purpose that you've given them and placed on their hearts. Lord, I also ask that you be with our friendships and that we just let go of friendships that maybe aren't serving us and that that break feels not good but feels like it's meant to happen that it just happens naturally or that we 
come from a place of selflessness and care more about our friends in this stage of life than maybe we feel, you know, we're being valued. Just ask that whatever struggles are coming around friendships right now, just kind of mend and heal and that the friendships that we have and start to develop and grow feel very rich and rewarding and fulfilling and mutual. Lastly, I just pray for the health of everyone listening and more specifically from this girl's mom's chemo treatment that it is just successful when they get to March and that that she just feels energy. I know chemo can feel so heavy and so hard and emotionally draining, physically draining, but that she finds a new sense of strength throughout this process. And I just really ask that for anyone struggling with a very chronic health or um, you know issue or struggle that they, again, feel strong and supported and guided and that they just are able to come out of it feeling stronger than ever before. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I know it was kind of all over the place, but hopefully you're leaving with some tangible steps or habits that you can develop in the next coming days, weeks, months, yada, yada. If you're interested in following along with my life outside of the podcast, you can find me at Nourish with Bailey on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on Lemon8, or at findyourdivinepurpose.com. You can reach out to me, get connected with me, and we can talk about all things health-related. Or if you're interested in being a guest on the episode or on any episode, I would love to have you. So shoot me an email. I have that all linked in the description of today's episode. And with that, I will talk to you again next Wednesday. Bye.